Food Heals Podcast, episode 301. Today is Saturday, March 21st. I'm Allison Melody with our continuing coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic here on Food Heals. On today's show, why health officials in Los Angeles and New York are testing fewer patients for COVID-19, a surprising revelation about melatonin, and how to supercharge our immune system with help from today's guest, functional medicine doctor Stephen Cabral. Roll it, Roxy. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat in this dress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. Health officials in New York City and LA, where I am, are signaling a change in local strategy when it comes to COVID-19 testing. They are now recommending that Doctors avoid testing patients except in cases where test results would significantly change the course of treatment. The LA Department of Public Health advised doctors not to test those experiencing only mild respiratory symptoms unless a diagnostic result will change clinical management or inform public health response. They say they are shifting from a strategy of case containment to slowing disease transmission and averting excess morbidity and mortality. So what does this mean? LA County Public Health Labs will prioritize those with symptoms, healthcare workers, residents of long-term care facilities, paramedics, and anyone in high-risk situations. Everyone else are just told to stay at home. So here's my take on this. Unless you are experiencing a dire emergency, stay at home, take your vitamins, get enough sleep, meditate, Surround yourself with positive news, read a book, sing a song, dance in your living room. But unless you have a health emergency, we can't overwhelm the healthcare system right now. We've got to stay at home and we've got to take great care of ourselves. There is no better time than right now to take our health back into our own hands. Double down on our vitamin C, our vitamin K, our vitamin D, our zinc intake, colloidal silver, our spirulina, our chlorella. Let's eat our fruits and veggies. What a great time to start a smoothie habit or a juicing habit, a daily habit that will get those micronutrients into your body, supercharging your immune system. And we can be working on our exercise routines and self-care practices. And you may be seeing some things in the news about vitamin C and garlic and elderberry and all of that, where they are saying that these are not effective treatments against COVID-19. Well, the fact is we don't know. Of course, there hasn't been any time for studies. This is a novel disease. This is brand new. This is a strain of coronavirus, COVID-19, that we've never seen before. So I can't say that all of these vitamins will fight coronavirus. But also no one can say that it won't. So I am all about doubling down on my health right now. Remember, the news media, the mainstream media has a job to do. Their job is to create sensational headlines to get more people tuning in so that they can get money from their advertisers. That is how they stay in business. The media is a business. Who are their biggest advertisers? Their biggest advertisers usually are big pharma. So talking about the health benefits of vitamin C is a direct conflict of interest with their sponsors. So please, please keep that in mind when you're reading articles or when you're watching the news and take your health into your own hands. There is no better time to do it than now and there's no better person to talk about it than today's guest. 
you know today's guest from multiple episodes of Food Heals, and I am so grateful to have him joining us today to share his perspective on how to protect ourselves during this pandemic. Dr. Stephen Cabral developed his passion for health and wellness after going through severe health complications at the age of 17. He saw over 50 different doctors, tried 100 different treatment protocols, and still saw no hope of recovery. It wasn't until he met an alternative health doctor who explained to him how he got here and how he could become well again that he began his recovery process. It was at this young age that he knew that his life would be dedicated to helping others rebalance their bodies and renew their health. You can hear his full story on episode 186 of the Food Heals podcast, and he's actually chapter one in my book, Food Heals, which is available on Amazon. And stay with me until the end of the episode because I have a special gift for you. But first, today we're going to chat about Dr. Cabral's healing protocol, and everything that we talk about today is available at equilibriumnutrition.com slash foodheals. And when you use the coupon code foodheals10, you will get a generous 10% off your order from now until the end of April. So definitely take advantage of that. I'm so grateful to Dr. Cabral for that discount. All right, next up, my interview with Dr. C. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. He is my go-to functional medicine doctor and host of the Cabral Concept Podcast, here today to shed some light on how we can supercharge and super boost our immunity and stay healthy during this pandemic. Please welcome Dr. Cabral back to the show. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And I was talking to you the other day when you were actually in Australia, when it seemed like COVID-19 went from this minor news story that only a few people were talking about and worried about to being declared a a pandemic, which was around March 11th. So what was your experience like over there and getting back here? Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating times and stressful times for sure. And I pride myself on being someone that usually just goes with the flow, uh, no matter what's going on. And it's something that I had to learn many, many years ago when I was quite sick, and I was told I would never recover, that I wouldn't live a very long life, and you know, so on and so forth. Well, I did recover. And along with that process, I learned that although I can't always control my environment and things around me, what I can control is my response. However, when I was in Australia, I found myself overly stressed, overly anxious and frustrated. And it was uh, this terrible feeling. And it was because it wasn't just me over there. It was my wife and my two young daughters. And then I had my family back in the US and my team. And I'm trying to work with literally a 16-hour time difference. So it was quite frustrating. We were, however, able to reschedule flights. And after about 36 hours, we made it back to the US. And I'm feeling very fortunate to be back here. Welcome back. We're so glad that you and your family made it back safely and that you're here and and that you can be a voice of reason for us because I watched, you know, your Instagram video the other day that really resonated with me and I reposted it on all my social because it was just about, you know, hey, we are we're all in this together. We can control what we can control just like you said is our response to things and hey, here's a healing protocol for you. So I want to talk about that today. But first, you know, with the flights grounded, the cities are locked down, events are canceled, patients quarantine, grocery stores are running out of, you know, everything from hand sanitizer to toilet paper, which neither of those cure a virus, by the way. But is it the end of days? Are we doomed? Like, are we going to get better? What's the deal? 
Well, if you listen to the media, you would think that it is end of days. Right, exactly. And I can assure people it's not. Yes. It, it is. This is not a good situation that we're in right now. There's no doubt about it. Um, I'm always keeping up with the research. Um, literally, uh, I, I have to get more sleep, that's for sure. But I'm making sure that I stay on top of this so that I can be at least balanced. Because I do consider myself an integrative health practitioner, which means although my degree is as a doctor of naturopathy, I always say in acute-based circumstances, and we can talk about that a little later on the show, there is a time and place for conventional medicine. And right now is one of those times. However, if we look at the entire world, and 8 billion people about, we have 236,000 cases. And out of that, we know most likely, most experts are saying it is anywhere between five and 10 times that amount of infected people, which now takes the mortality rate down below 1%. And the average mean age is somewhere between 77.4 and 81 years old, depending on the source. Now, having said that, I want to be sensitive to this. It does not mean that anyone's life is less important than anyone's. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what happens is we are looking at a virus and we need uh, that affects older people predominantly. Now, anyone immunocompromised can be affected. There's no doubt about that. But what we really need to be doing is say, how do we help people over the age of 60 that are the most affected so that they stay, and, and again, this is awful as well, socially isolated. Now, the reason I'm saying that is that we have young children who don't seem to be, or not children and teenagers in their 20s who show no symptoms, 80% of people. That means they are the carriers, but don't show symptoms or not affected in the same way, but they're passing it on to grandparents and people are passing it on to parents. So use, this is who we should be most worried about and use FaceTime, use Skype, use video conferencing so that they don't feel as isolated but that's where I'm on this uh, right now. And I think we will find when everything's said and done, um, this is probably maybe two to three times of what the flu affects people as. Yeah. So that actually does lead into one of my next questions is what is the difference between the flu and the coronavirus? So I'm seeing a lot of comparisons online and I think there's a lot of confusion about what the differences really are. Yeah. I mean, this, this is... Um, a SARS-based issue as well, severe respiratory respiratory syndrome. Uh, spoke about this, Middle Eastern rep respiratory. Uh, but we're looking at there is a difference because the coronavirus this has been around for a while, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But this strain, COVID nineteen, is a different strain, and nobody knows how it actually came about, how it jumped from animals to humans. But what we'll say is this: it comes on a lot faster, and the difference is people aren't noticing the pneumonia-like symptoms until they're in um, a very bad situation. Mm -hmm. And what happens is they're not able to cough. This is a dry cough. Dry cough is always more dangerous than a wet cough. It's not productive. And that is because the lungs get inflamed. Now, this COVID-19 strain has an affinity for lung tissue, the throat. So basically, uh, a lot of people feeling a dry throat to start, and then it ends up with fever. It ends up with fatigue. It ends up with joint pain. Now, that's typical for the flu. That's a normal flu uh, scenario. Right. But now what's happening is it's inflaming the lungs, and it's not allowing people, obviously, to breathe well, oxygenate their body, but also cough up the mucus. And so that is the more of the danger of the COVID-19. 
And you are a functional medicine doctor, so you look at the body and the person as a whole, and you treat the whole person from a holistic perspective rather than just treating symptoms. So what I want to ask you is a lot of people are talking about, well, not a lot of, some people are talking about prevention. The news certainly is not. Um, So what I want to ask you is to talk a little bit about what we can do for prevention to stay healthy, and then what we can do if ourselves or our loved ones do contract the virus nutritionally, what we can do. So in my practice for many years now, I've been uh, recommending something called the de-stress protocol. Yes. Diet, exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, rest, which is sleep, but also getting the body less stressed in the parasympathetic nervous system, emotional balance, supplement protocols, not mega doses, but this is a time where we might actually need that. We'll talk about that. And success mindset. And the reason why I put these eight parts together is that I don't believe that doing one thing rebalances the body. So I've seen a lot of people with fantastic diets, but their stress is through the roof. Right. Or they don't move their body at all. And I've seen a lot of people exercise and really move their body, but have a poor diet. So it is my opinion right now, we need to be following all of these. And so, you know, what you prescribe, and I'm obviously using that in air quotes, because everything we talk about today is not diagnostic, it's not medical advice. We are giving health education, not medical advice here today. Yes. So what I want to share is, you know, people go all over the place with all of these wild diets. This is not the time for that. If you want to experiment in the future, fine. Right now, predominantly plant-based diet high in a rainbow of colors, antioxidants, many of which that we find are going to at least boost the immune system and at best mimic a lot of these drugs that we're talking about. And I'm not going to name the drug specifically because I don't want to say use the foods instead of replace the drug, but things that dilate blood vessels like prunes, flaxseed, dark chocolate even, uh, are going to be highly beneficial. I'm not saying this is an excuse to eat a lot of dark chocolate, but a couple of squares might be okay. I was going to say, um, Dr. C, so. I mean, I got the dark <laughs> chocolate. That, that, that's, yes, if, if you hear anything from this interview today, think dark chocolate. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that there's a lot that we can do. And, and the main thing is that people, this is not the time to be smoking, drinking alcohol, or eating a lot of processed food or sugar. So eat whole foods, predominantly plant-based, exercise, but not into exhaustion. Because remember, over-fasting, over-exercise right now is another form of stress in the body. You need to be making sure that you get your eight hours of sleep every night and using sleep-based protocols, meditation, relaxation, Epsom salt baths, uh, melatonin, which I could talk about in a moment. All of these things are vitally important. And then, of course, controlling stress. Yes, I absolutely agree. And thank you for that. I also um, would love to hear your perspective on this because when I hear, oh my gosh, grocery stores are running out of food and everything like that. Luckily, I don't go into a panic mindset. I was like, oh, great, more time for me to intermittent fast. Maybe I'll lose some weight. And I know that that it sounds like I'm making light of the situation, but I'm really not. I'm like, what a great opportunity for me to slow down and allow my body to heal itself. So what are your thoughts on fasting or cleansing during this time? So I'm a huge advocate of intermittent fasting, but um, just like anything, we can, we can of course, take it too far, right? Like there, some people only eat one meal a day, and, and although you might get benefit from that in the short term, you certainly won't in the long term, um, especially in terms of uh, what your digestion is used to and then get into too much of a catabolic state. So the younger you are, the healthier you are, um, the more that you have to lose for a person in terms of weight, well, the more reserves you have. But for a lot of people, 
uh, it'll be a greater source of stress. So don't get me wrong. Please do stop eating three to four hours before bed so you can get more deep sleep, restorative sleep, because if your body's working on digestion, well, it's not getting you into a deep sleep, that's for sure. So my typical recommendation is if you're going to bed at 10 o'clock, stop eating at 6 o'clock, and then don't start again till about 8 o'clock the next morning, about an hour or two after waking. Of course, there's different scenarios for different people, but that allows you a good 14-hour fast every single day. And if you start your day with stress, you should eat breakfast because it needs you need to be able to cut cortisol somehow. So if your body's producing its highest amount of cortisol between 6 and 8 in the morning upon waking, called the cortisol awakening response, and you're stressed, and you're getting ready, all of these things, and you're not eating, well, it's one more stressor. So that's, I'm just, I want people to say balanced at this time. The more stressed you are, the more susceptible you are to illness because your immune system goes lower. Yes. And I am trying to use all of my healing tools in my healing toolbox, like meditation and vitamins and supplements and all that stuff to keep my body as healthy as possible. But I am seeing yes. a lot of uh, mainstream media kind of you know, debunking the, the, and I don't want to use that word because it is not the right word, but they're trying to, it's like a smear campaign against vitamins and being healthy. Even Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who's kind of like, you know, the main guy for health in the news all the time said, you know, was myth busting on his podcast and said, there's many home remedies doing the rounds, like drinking water and taking garlic or taking vitamin C. And he says, there's no evidence that these will protect you from coronavirus or COVID-19. And my argument to that is there's also no evidence that it won't protect you. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think right now it's too bad, but people are trying to make a name for themselves for sure. He obviously has a name and I'm not saying anything negative to him. Um, at all. But what I can say is this, is that it's, um, it's actually not a good thing to be telling people that because we know that vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D boost the immune system. And now we're seeing studies coming out of China that they're using high dose vitamin C and actually, and potentially very successfully yes. to, uh, with this virus. So that's published in orthomolecular. It's three separate studies and they're also using melatonin. Because now they're finding melatonin, which is the newest one. This is just two days ago. So that's why like everything's changing daily. But you have to keep in mind, if you're, when you're talking to a surgeon, uh, they always recommend surgery, right? If you're going to your barber, they're going to recommend a haircut. So, you know, it's, it's like, who are we talking to? <laughs> so what I want to do is just say, listen, we can use both. So right now I am abs I'm recommending a detox. I am to people, but we can modify that. We could do green juices with each shake. We can also do a dinner at night. So you're fasting during the day, but you're still getting your vitamins and minerals. And um, I'm recommending things like omega-3s and I'm recommending daily probiotic support because the healthier you can keep your body, yeah, you might not be able to prevent the coronavirus, but here's the thing. You'll be able to fight it off most likely a whole lot better because your body's stronger. And so use vitamin C, use vitamin D, use zinc, and use melatonin. Now, there are a few others that are more controversial. One of those being elderberry. There's a lot of, oh, don't use elderberry. Don't. That's speculative. Like that's truly speculative because we know that it cuts the duration of the flu, but we know this isn't the flu. So people saying, well, it produces cytokines. It does produce cytokines. That's one of the reasons why it works. However, since there is speculation around it, what I'm saying to people right now is if you want to use elderberry, use elderberry. We're actually using it with our daughters right now. But if anyone were to get the virus, then I would say, okay, just as, cause I am conserved in this way at, at this time, we will stop the use of that and we can simply switch to an oregano oil, um, and other powerful herbs as well. Thyme, clove, like those are all great too. So 
again, there's a time and place for everything. If you do get the virus and you're a healthy human being, you're going to get well. However, if you present symptoms of difficulty breathing, a cough with a fever, you should go to your emergency room and get care. Thank you. This makes so much sense. I really appreciate the way that you broke that down. And I'm so glad that you brought up the intravenous vitamin C um, thing because I have been talking about that nonstop. Um, I know that the news is not talking about that. The media is not mentioning mentioning it. But we know that intravenous vitamin C helps reverse cancer and it helps boost the immune system. We were using it to shrink Charlotte's tumors when she had cancer and I gave her an extra two years of life using this life-changing therapy. And so you're saying that if we are non-immunocompromised and we are not elderly, we can heal this ourselves. And what if someone, you know, we're going to be fine. And what if someone is elderly or immunocompromised? Is intravenous vitamin C something they can do? What are the next level things that they can do to stay safe and healthy? Right now, a standard protocol for every person. I'm recommending a good whole food plant-based diet. I'm recommending what we use, the daily nutritional support or a daily activated multivitamin. People can use any brand they want, but I'm doing what we do in our practice. And that's every vitamin, every mineral, it's detox factors, it's your electrolytes and 15 grams of vegan protein because you need protein. I mean, your body needs protein, enough protein in order to cover its basic processes. And then there's something called daily fruit and vegetable blend. It's 22 organic fruits, vegetables, superfoods that, and I'll tell you why we're doing this as well in just a moment, um, that can be in addition to your obviously good whole food veggies. And then we have omega-3s, then we have the daily probiotic support. That's daily use. Now on top of that, we are adding two and a half to five grams of vitamin C every day. Um, that's an alkalizing vitamin C, which is a buffered vitamin C, and it's allowing... Now, again, your blood has to maintain a pH, and it does it automatically, about 7.356. Any above 7.5, and you're no longer with us. Below that, you're no longer with us. Good thing is, your body takes care of that for you. However, at a tissue level, these minerals are used to raise pH, which is why we know it's good for keeping viruses out of our system. Another thing that vitamin C does, again, that many medical doctors don't study supplements. They don't study nutrition. So again, no offense to medical doctors because I don't study pharmaceuticals, but I can tell you this, they don't understand supplements, which is why they don't read the research. But vitamin C, a byproduct is hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide, we know, kills anything in its path, which is why we don't want to do high-dose vitamin C Forever, by the way, two and a half to five grams is not high dose vitamin C is to bottle tolerance, 30 grams a day, 50 grams a day, or more. But what it does, it produces a toxic oxidative stress in the body that can potentially, I, I can't say this, but potentially uh, shrink, kill tumors, can kill viruses, can kill bacteria. Again, I'm not saying that it does that, but there's potential for it, and that's why we see it work. So vitamin C is very powerful. We've always known that. It also helps with detoxification because it's a recycler of glutathione and our liver needs to produce that in order to detox detox. So then zinc. Zinc is another one. We're recommending 25 to 50 milligrams per day. Take that with a meal or it will make you nauseous. Um, and then the last thing we're recommending is the vitamin D3. Typically it's 35 IUs per pound of body weight. We're recommending most children at 1,000 IUs and most adults at 5,000 IUs. You can go higher on all of those three immunity boosters that I just talked about, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, if you get the virus, and of course, you're healthy. The last one is melatonin. Two and a half to five milligrams a night, 
typical standard dosage for a lot of people. However, if you do get the virus, you can take that up to 10 to 20 milligrams per day. Seems to have some immunoprotective properties, uh, which is why we see it used in natural cancer therapies. We see it used um, as an antioxidant. It's a very powerful hormone that helps the body as well with the circadian rhythm. So that's exactly what we're doing right now. And then if needed, we'll add in higher dose olive leaf, higher dose lysine, higher dose monolaurin and oregano oil, which are also antiviral. But we only do that if someone gets the virus because we don't want to overdo right now. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because this is going to last 12 more weeks, most likely. And that's not, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but it, it's just not going to stop that quickly. So use it when you need it. And the last reason I mentioned the daily nutritional support, the daily fruit and vegetable blend, the omega-3s, is because if there is a run on food, you want to make sure that you're at least, and there's lower calories, that you're getting your nutrition. And nutrition comes from vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, not just macronutrients and calories. Remember, your body lives off of the vitamins and the minerals and uses the calories for energy production. Yes, thank you. And I know that you always say, like, get from the source that you trust, and it does not have to be yours. But I would like to shout out yours. You formulate personally for equilibrium nutrition. And I put all of my recommendations on foodhealsnation.com, which includes your immunity protocol, which includes the D3, the alkalizing vitamin C, and the balanced zinc. And so can you tell me a little bit about why it's important to know where you're getting your vitamins and nutrients and minerals from? Absolutely. And you can buy a B vitamin for $10 or you can buy one for like, let's say $50. And you say, well, what is the difference between these? Well, it's, it's purity, it's testing, it's potency, and it's absorption. So a lot of times people put a dusting of a vitamin in there so they can say the vitamin's actually in there and just a trivial amount, which has no clinical effect. Because remember, any nutritional supplement in the world has hundreds most likely thousands of studies behind it. So please don't let your doctor or anyone tell you that's never studied nutrition or nutritional supplements that there's no research behind these vitamins. Thank you. Because there is. And believe, <laughs> believe it or not, they prescribe vitamins all the time. They prescribe vitamin D. They prescribe omega-3s. They prescribe calcium. So like, don't get me wrong. Your doctors are prescribing them, but it's only every time their new uh, prescription comes out, right? So it's like, oh, okay, well, we believe in this one now because there's a prescription. Well, here's the thing. It's been around since the beginning of time because they're food extracts. So that's why it's frustrating because there's just a lack of knowledge behind it. And that knowledge is hurting people because the reason why elderly are more susceptible, they produce less natural killer cells, they have thinner skin, they have thinner mucous membranes, and they have less vital reserves, which are amino acids because they're protein deficient, they have, uh, they're dehydrated, which they're not going to produce enough mucus, and they have less vitamins and minerals. So let's help our people as well, 60 plus, not just with not passing on the virus to them, but making sure that they get their vitamins and minerals. That's what I did for my parents. I just shipped them everything. I said, listen, here's the instructions. Whether you like it or not, just take it. You know, just take yeah. it. That's it. No complaining. You know, you're adults now, like you can take this. Because my parents, you know, they don't want to take everything as well. But listen, this is a time when you need to. Not whether you want to, you need to. Um, so it, it comes back to the source and the truth is that, uh, most like, for example, I'm not going to name the brand, but the leading multivitamin out there has an absorption rate of about 10%. Mm. I mean, it, it's deplorable. It's almost not worth taking. Um, so that's why it's just, again, any functional medicine brand, uh, functional medicine means that it was formulated with methylated vitamins like B vitamins. And it comes from a, a company that you can trust. That's all. You cannot catch the virus through food or through nutritional supplements, 
that we know of and it's been tested. So I just want to pass it along. You can get it from surfaces, you can get it from other things, but it does not seem to be passed on at all through food or through supplements. Really good point. I, I know that people have been worried about that. Where are my vitamins? Where are my even drugs coming from? Are they coming from China? And people are freaking out. So that's really good to know. And let's talk a little bit about de-stressing. You know, what are the things we can do? I personally know that we're both meditators and, you know, with the news... I feel like people don't understand that the media has a job to do. And the more sensational their headlines, the more ads they can sell because the more people are watching. And so they're not going to stop. They are a machine. They're on fire. And their job is to keep us in fear. And that's just a fact. So tell me about like what we can do to be informed, but distance ourselves from that fear mongering that's going to bring our immunity down, stress us out. Without a doubt. And Again, I reserve the right to change my opinion. Okay. But as of right now, we have to help people 60 plus years old, immunocompromised, uh, dealing with uh, cardiovascular issues, pregnancy, any special population. But And then the reason why I'm saying that is they should get the hospital beds. Because the real issue is with lack of ventilators, lack of hospital beds, nurses and doctors working around the clock. And I have so much respect, obviously, for them. Of course. So for us, again, take our supplements, eat our good food. My wife and I just went out <clears throat> to, we, we basically bought three weeks, three weeks worth of food, some non-perishable, but just here's the thing. People buying toilet paper, there's no toilet paper for us. Okay, I'll live without toilet paper. <laughs> but what I did was there was plenty of fruit and vegetables. Nobody's buying those. Right, I plenty saw of vitamins, that. Nobody's buying those. I'm like, what? listen, you can't live without the good stuff. You can live without toilet paper. So what we did is we bought a bunch of fruit and veggies. We cut them up. We're freezing them. Yes. Like it's an easy thing to do and we have them at all times. Um, getting back to the media, they let me just give an example of how they are sensationalizing this. They are, they're saying death rises by 21%. And the statistic, this is last week, literally went from 400 people to 484 people. Now, it is a 21%, but they're, they're purposely scaring people, just like you said, so they can get more eyeballs on them. They're competing with every other station. The more sensationalistic that person wins, the biggest headline that person wins, it's almost like the newscasters are now celebrities, and they are taking this to the next level, which they should. Now, having said that, if there is a doubling every week, well, then this virus starts to spread much faster. And having said that, though, the flu affected 30 million people in the United States alone. Mm -hmm. And we, were, we didn't react like this. And so I'm a little worried at what the media is doing. And I'm, I'm very worried uh, about a lot of my friends and other people with small businesses and, and them not working, having their kids home as well. Like I'm, I'm worried about a lot more than this virus as well. I am as well. I'm much more worried about the economic impact and what it's going to have on on like my all my friends that do have small businesses and all the people who um, have jobs that aren't getting paid during this, you know, I don't know what it's called, shutdown. That is my bigger concern. And so, and, and for people that are scared of that or the virus, whatever you're scared of, what is your de-stress de protocol for them? Like meditation, I know you talk about anything else that you would just, you know, advise people do. Yes. So my my big thing is the way that people relax is it seems to be different for everyone. Some people just can't get into meditation, although I'm a huge advocate of it because, again, there's a lot of research behind it. But emotional freedom technique, other people call it tapping, is a really nice one. Yeah. Um, so that's almost like meditation, but you're active and a lot of people need to be, have a little active component. 
um, Tai Chi, Qigong. Now the nice thing is these can all be done at home and you can watch a YouTube video on how to do it. I'm sure I have a podcast on pretty much everything, so there's probably a show on that as well. But what I would say is this, is that the biggest thing comes back to whatever you're doing, it comes back to your breath. So you have to actually say, am I holding my breath right now? And most people are when stressed. And so we have to go back to belly breathing. Why that's important is that the, this virus affects the lowest lobes of the lungs as well. And when you belly breathe, you actually go down to that third lobe, to the deepest lobes, and you start to exhale out that stale carbon dioxide. So even just taking 10 minutes to do some belly breathing, lying on your back, letting your stomach re- rise, or sitting in a chair uh, is the most important. So whether you're meditating, doing a float tank, um, self-massage with sesame oil, dry brushing, whatever you like, go back to your breath. Yes. And I have one last question, and it's probably my most important one. Tequila, yay or nay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, here's the thing about tequila. If we're going to go with one or two, it would be bourbon or whiskey or tequila because there's actually some immuno properties to those. How, however, I can't say yay to it because um, it does lower um, immune cells, particularly some white blood cells, um, and it also taxes the liver. So unfortunately, it's a nay at this time. Okay. I just remember on our last show when I asked you what the healthiest alcohol was, it was tequila. And I've been drinking tequila ever since. So just thought I'd find out. Made from agave. It's gluten-free. Yeah. So there's, you know, if you're going to go with one or two, it's, it's a hot toddy, uh, which is whiskey. People can look that up. Uh, or a tequila. So although I have to say, because it's immunocompromising, alcohol is a no-go. If you need one, It's one of those two. Okay. Thank you. I might need one to get me through this. Well, thank (laughs) you so much with my meditation um, and my vitamins as well. Thank you so much, Dr. C. I really appreciate you being here. So just let everyone know where they can find you online. I know I'm an avid listener of your podcast, The Cabral Concept, which you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to this show right now, you can get Dr. C's show. Where else can they find you, follow you, stalk you, get all the good health information from you? (laughs) Well, the main page I'll give people is stephencabral.com forward slash virus. And the reason is I'll be doing a weekly update um, on what is transpiring. And next week, um, I'll be talking about actually the medications, so the actual pharmaceuticals that show promise so that if people are uh, immunocompromised and do get this virus, that's why I believe there is hope. I really do because there's um, medications coming out of Cuba, out of... um, uh, Europe right now, out of Japan, that and also certain uh, anti-malaria drugs, blood pressure drugs that actually seem to be helping. And so I'll do updates on those. Again, like my goal is to bring it all together and stay balanced. Like here's a naturopathic perspective. Here's a conventional medicine. Let's use both. We don't need to put any lives at stake here. So every week, uh, stephencabral.com forward slash virus. And then also just on Instagram, you'll see everything there. It's just my name, Stephen Cabral, and it's Stephen with a PH. Thank you so much, Dr. C. I really appreciate you being here today. This was awesome. Thank you for having me on. All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Dr. Cabral. It's always a pleasure to have him here. You can get all of Dr. C's recommendations at equilibriumnutrition.com slash foodheals. Like today, we talked about the vitamin C, 
the D3, the zinc, and the fruits and veggies blend. Those are some of his recommendations to supercharge your immune system during this pandemic. If you just can't get enough of Dr. Cabral, make sure to check out his podcast, The Cabral Concept. And I also love his book, The Rain Barrel Effect, available on Amazon and wherever you get your books. Okay, so I promised you a gift at the beginning of the show, and I've been thinking about what I can do to give back at this time. And one of the things I've been thinking about is that I want to get my book, Food Heals, into the hands of more people who need it. And I also want to get my course, Food Freedom, into the hands of more people who need it. Now, the book is $17.95 on Amazon, and the course, Food Freedom, is $333. So here's what I propose. In the spirit of getting food heals into the hands of people who need it, who really need a health boost right now, who need an inspirational boost during these scary times, my ask is that if you purchase the book for yourself or a loved one, I will gift you the course Food Freedom from now until the end of April. So what is Food Freedom? Food Freedom is my online course. It's a three-week long course where I help people end emotional eating and drop the body shame for good. So this is for you or your loved one if you've been a yo-yo dieter most of your life, if you have ever felt or currently feel shame when you look in the mirror, if you find yourself using food as reward, if you feel like you've tried everything to lose weight and you just can't do it, or you just can't lose the last 10 pounds. If you feel shame around your body, shame around the food that you eat. If you find yourself feeding your feelings with food and then experiencing guilt or shame or self-judgment, right? This is for you. This is for people who are just frustrated that they haven't been able to figure it out. And so what I teach in Food Freedom are the most effective healing tools for your emotional healing toolbox, things that have worked for me to overcome my emotional eating issues, to overcome my body shame. I mean, I left that behind, thank God, but man, did it torture me for such a long time. So I'm going to teach you the exact step-by-step process for when diet and exercise don't seem to work anymore. Um, We're going to talk about a process for identifying and shifting and changing your core misbeliefs around your body. We're going to talk about how to integrate trust and ease and self-love into your daily practice, how to stop overeating, how to stop stress eating, and how to stop emotional eating for good. And I'm going to give you the exact healing meditations, tools, and processes that I personally use to love myself and love my body. So if this resonates, if this sounds like you or someone that you love that you want to gift this course to, I'm giving it for free from now until the end of April. Again, it's valued at $333, but it's my gift to you. Um, During tough times, we all have to help one another. And so I want to help you if this is something that you think would help. And my only ask in return is that you purchase the book Food Heals for $17.95 for yourself or a loved one. And if you're like, oh, Allie, I already bought the book. What I really want to do is spread the message, spread the knowledge. So I would ask that you buy it again and send it to a friend. Send it to someone that you love. Send it to someone that you care about. As of this recording on Saturday, March 21st, the post offices are still open. Amazon is still delivering as of now, so you can gift it to someone you love. So if this resonates and you want access to the course Food Freedom for free, um, just buy the book on Amazon and send me your receipt 
info at foodhealsnation.com and I will send you a login to access your free course. It's a three-week course. You'll have lifetime access for the rest of your life. So if I ever update it or add anything to the course, you will have those updates. So I hope this helps. I hope it resonates. Let me know. Shoot me an email, info at foodhealsnation.com. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. Together, we will get through COVID-19. Stay tuned to Food Heals. I've got some awesome interviews coming up. I'm interviewing Dr. Neil Barnard, who you know from an episode of Food Heals. You also know him from multiple documentaries like Forks Over Knives, and you know him from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. So that's going to be a great interview. I'm very excited about that. Lots more coming at you. Stay home, wash your hands, take your vitamins, be kind. I'm sending you love and love to anyone in your life who may be suffering at this time. I've got your back. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.